Hi everyone, it's Nicola Burton here from the Music Means Business. Today I have with me Manny, Michael and Mark from Pushworth. Oh, <laughs> morning. Guys. I also have a very special guest with us today. We've got Christy Dawkins here with us. Now Christy Hi, is uh, one of the, uh, our most popular artists that we work with. We've worked with her for the past decade. She's an artist who understands the market. She understands the job that's required both on and off stage. And as she's a music teacher and she's responsible for future mu music artists, she puts her live show experience into good use. She also runs her own company, Vocal Effects, where with her master's in vocal pedagogy, she specialises in assisting artists with their vocal technique. And her strategies are focused on artists who are gigging, who don't necessarily get much time off for their voice to truly recover. But now, after six weeks in lockdown and with no gigs, we are hopeful that she can come along and talk to us today about little tips and little um, guidelines for how you guys can perhaps look at improving your vocals and make the most of this time off that we've got. Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's lovely to see no you. Problems. It's good to see you guys too. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about when you're, because I know when we have artists that are struggling with um, their vocals at gigs, which look, we've all had, um, we've had those experiences as well. We always refer them to you because you're the person that we trust. You're the person on the ground who understands what it's like in every aspect of a gig. Tell me, in this time of lockdown, what do you think an artist could possibly do with their vocals to try and, I guess, strengthen and recover until gigs res resume in a couple of months? Well, there's a, a lot of things that you could do. Um, but the most important things I would recommend is to spend this time wrapping your head around correct breathing and support for singing. Um, really, when you're on the on your gigs, support is the most important thing when it comes to being able to hit the high notes, to sing for long periods of time. So I recommend people trying to wrap their head around this new form of breathing that we've seen in the last 10 years called accent method breathing. And it's the notion of being able to do what we do when we sleep, tidal breathing, when we're actually using our instruments. So we actually incorporate the five pairs of abdominal muscles to draw inwards while we're singing to support the airflow as it's coming out of our vocal track. So if you try that now, Sorry. let's all try to do that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I want you... I might start snoring. I might start snoring. <laughs> all right. Everybody, put your thumbs in your belly buttons, hands on your lower abdominal muscles. Doing it. Okay. And what we want to do is feel your stomach moving in while you're making sound. And then as soon as you're finished, you're just going to let it all go. So you're working, working hard, releasing for the hard work you've just done. When I say hard, I find boys tend to, men, sorry, tend to um, try a little too hard. So just observe the stomachs moving in. Don't smash it in, okay? Because that's gonna cause a lot of throat tension. We want our throat to be as released as possible. So the idea is to bring the stomach inwards while we're making sound and then release it to allow the air to rush in without us having to, because that's the biggest killer on, on stage. When you're a gigging musician and you're, for air every single phrase, you're causing so much muscle tension in your throat that compounds over about four hours of singing. Um, even, even after an hour of singing, you'll feel excessive throat tension. So we want to try and stop this loud inhalations. And the way we do that is to notice that the diaphragm wants to recoil when we allow our abdominal muscles to move inwards. And that allows um, us to have a lot more 
release in our throat and support down here. It's also going to fill the lungs um, to their maximum, which means suddenly our sound wave is a lot thicker. That's obviously going to relate to a much more impressive sound wave um, and increased ability for a richer resonance in the vocal track, all these fun things. Sorry, I digress. Let's get back to um, experimenting. So I'm going to make some funny sounds and I want you to copy me. And while we make these sounds, notice your stomach moving inwards while we do it. So we're going to start with the SH sound with no voice, just the air. We're going to go shh. Your turn. Good. F. Good. Um, the TH sound. Good. And the S. So what we're doing on all of these sounds is we're, we're allowing the sound to come out. All right. Let's add voice now. It'll make a little bit more sense. So when we're making sound, our stomach's moving inwards. When we're allowing the air to come in, our stomach just totally releases. So um, bit of an, I'll give you an example. So if I'm, watch my hand because you'll see it move more. So I'm going to breathe in, stomach goes out, and then I'll let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And in that motion of letting it go, the air rushes in. So let's try it again with sound this time. So those four sounds that we just made will now be voiced. Sorry, Nikki? No, no, good. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so on a Z sound, we're going to feel our stomachs moving in while we're making sound. Very good. Did you all feel your stomachs moving inwards that time? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. And as soon as you finish making sound, Notice this time that your stomach's going to release into your hand. Um, the acronym that singers use is SPLAT. Um, Janice Chaplin um, came up with the concept and it stands for Singers Please Loosen the Abdominal Tension. So the five pairs of abdominal muscles that drive the, um, the abdominal area upwards to control that airflow need to release in order for that air to rush in. So let's try a few of them and we'll see if we can get that happening. So let's go... Good. Good. Oh, good noises, right. mate. Good noises. <laughs> I know. It's... I'm rehearsing so... for the journey. <laughs> nice. So as ridiculous as it might seem, and, you know, there'll be a lot of stuff online about accent method breathing. I've certainly got a lot as well. I'm um, running Zoom classes over this period, so if anyone wants more information about accent method breathing by all means or about for any vocal health and longevity tips definitely i can be reached um okay so we talked about breathing and support very very important now the other thing that i find gigging artists do a lot especially your um male guitarists who have spent their entire life learning their craft but um their voice has just been a secondary a secondary instrument that they've never really invested much time in. Yep. Um, it's just a concept of sing the notes, play, play along, and it doesn't matter what my voice is doing. As people are aging, we're starting to realize that our voice isn't holding up on gigs because yep. as we age, all of the cartilage in our, um, in our vocal tract starts to solidify. So it doesn't want to work as well as it used to when we were much younger. And that's why the young ones can get away with poor technique without it being so obvious. And as we age a little bit, we become a little bit more aware that there is a lot of fatigue that can incur if we're 
not careful about how we use our instrument. So working on breath support while we're singing would be to grab a straw, steal one from McDonald's, or um, <laughs> I can't actually find um, biodegradable organic ones that are this round, but these are the thick ones. Um, I've purchased these from Ikea, but um, they're, they're really, really good for just testing the breath flow. So what we can do is pop the straw in our mouth, put our hand over the end and make sure that while we're making sound, we can hear mm, the air flowing through the straw mm -hmm. as well as feel the air hitting the hand. Okay. We can also do it by holding our hand up against our mouth to feel that airflow, but it's a little bit more effective with the straw and the straw will actually build up a lot of muscle support as well. So we wanna try and focus the whole time we're creating a, a tone on sending air outwards because uh, like I said, a lot of um, people who haven't had a background in, train, um, in, in learning how to sing um, tend to support all of their sound with their throat. And yeah. in doing so, especially if we're at the end of every phrase, every line of a song, um, we've, we'll have so much tension that we won't find that the air will flow through properly. So it's really important in this period where we're working on our instruments to try and improve them for when um, gigs start coming in again, it'd be really beneficial to learn about how to keep that air flowing while you're singing. Um, so supporting your sound as the air's coming up and sending the air out while you're singing. Two most valuable things. Two great tips, everyone. Christy, thank you. We're going to be putting all your information on our post so that everyone knows how to find you. I know as, a, as an um, artist myself, as a vocalist, losing my voice was just became part of, you know, the show after five nights, you were just stuffed. So that was really good to have that. Thank you. And I know Michael and Mark have got some questions for you because they're the guys that are referring artists to you on a regular basis when the venue says, look, that guy's great, but he's got some problems with his voice. So guys, what would you like yeah. to ask Christy? Yeah, I think with, uh, with, hi Christy, with the, um, with the weather now changing as well, so people are out of practice, or some of them are out of practice if they've been lazy, and the weather's getting a little bit colder as well. So I don't know if anyone's noticed their throat's being a little bit dry and that sort of thing. Is there any recommendations with being out of practice, but also colder weather coming in? Um, I recommend always wearing a scarf. I live in scarves around winter um, because your throat is going to become cold very quickly obviously if your body's cold and um, the whole principle of warming up for singing um, is in vain if you're in in a cold environment and your, your yep. body's actually cold it's it's not going to work effectively so keeping keeping rugged up would be really beneficial um, lots of people around this time would go to having hot beverages to to keep warm as well and I would recommend to be very careful with that because if you are um, practicing any belting which is essentially anything louder than you're talking whether it be low or high singing um, and a lot of a lot of um, instrumentalists and um, singers don't understand the concept that belting is anything louder than what we what our talking volume is once you do project your voice a little further you can do a lot of damage if you if you've just had a hot beverage um there, there is some research out there to say that vocal hemorrhages which is um vocal fold hemorrhages which is basically a tear in the vocal fold can happen quite readily if you have a hot tea while trying to belt or within 20 minutes mm. 
um, of belting. So be very careful with hot beverages and singing. Certainly half an hour beforehand is probably the, the, the um, least time I would wait before trying to sing, but definitely while gigging, don't be drinking hot drinks in between. And same goes for cold drinks. If you drink cold drink, you're doing exactly the same as what, um, how I answered your question initially, Michael, you'd be just making everything cold again. You know, it's, it's really counterproductive. So be very mindful right. about, yeah, your throat. Good. Cool. Um, look, my query for you, Christy, would be more so down the sort of emotional ends of things, obviously, We've had a pretty, uh, pretty serious sort of few weeks over the last little while. Everyone's a little bit under the weather emotionally. Um, and obviously emotion, uh, not being a singer, it's a little bit different for me, but obviously I hear it sort of from the coalface. But uh, what sort of things, you know, what can people do around the emotional side of things when obviously it's so tough at the moment? Are there things you can recommend that will help out down that line? Um, there, there are a lot. I mean, everyone... Um, perceives emotion in different ways. I guess our experiences are all going to be different. Um, and certainly I think that the biggest one for musicians in this climate is money and the stress about how to make ends meet, especially when our livelihood is being taken away from us. Yeah. Um, so my recommendation would be to, there's actually some really good apps that you can get. I wish I knew them off the top of my head, but I don't. Get back to me, I can find them. They're really good meditation and breathing apps um, that just provide um, people with a sense of calmness and how to learn how to develop a sense of calmness around this time when you do have a lot of stress going on. Because as, as I'm sure you're all aware, when we're emotionally charged, the first place it's going to affect is our voice. Um, yeah, our throat is going to be very tight. That is going to hugely affect the quality of tone. Um, and even in our practice, if we're stressed and we're trying to practice and, and our throat's really tight, we're going to feel um, a real sense of um, discontent after, after a period of, um, of practicing on a, on a really tense throat. So I would recommend trying to find some something that enables you to meditate and to just try to learn how to reset. And it's a good time to be able to do it. You know, when we do have a lot of stress, but we know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. This isn't forever. Oh, yeah. no, so, that's great. Thank you. Well, I've got a, a Christy, I've got a recording question. Sure. In downtime, uh, we've got a lot of our, I, I look after more the touring and the recording side, and especially now with the development of, of the Manic label. So we've got a few artists at the moment in the studio. It's really interesting to see how their vocal, I suppose it differs between what they do during the day and what they do um, um, at evening, how long they've recorded for, and the dynamism that we end up at various times of the day. So um, I guess the question is, in the studio, are there any little tips you might be able to give to these artists? Because there are certain artists that, that, that say to me, wow, that was, I just couldn't get my vocals together during the day. And I guess that that's a, a body clock issue because they're so set in their ways of playing live and singing at night that their body has acclimatised to that. Are there any little tips or tricks that we could use to maybe warm up to get the vocal in line with what they do in the evening, in the recording studio, during the course of the day, so to speak. Definitely. Well, there are 
so many things that you could do for that. And the most important I can, I just can't stress enough is get a good night's sleep. Sleep is the biggest killer of your voice. I mean, I'm sure that you've all found if you try to gig when you're tired, your fingers don't want to work, your voice is just not doing what you want it to do. Uh, you won't have the energy to support your sound properly. So um, sleep is number one importance. Um, I would recommend for any recording artists that they don't start until at least 10 o'clock in the morning. But some might even want to want to record at night rather than during the day because, like you said, they're acclimatized to what they do. Um, and you know that's okay if you've got a studio that'll work with you through those hours. Um, it's really, really important that people be warmed up. And accent method breathing—they say five minutes of accent method breathing is the equivalent in terms of warming up your voice to twenty minutes of vocal exercises. That's a really big wow. thing because. The, the idea of, um, of warming up is exactly the same as stretching before you run a marathon. You need to bring blood to those muscles as fast as possible. And accent method breathing does it in such a gentle, um, a gentle way that doesn't produce any unnecessary tension in the throat. Um, unless you're doing it wrong, like I mentioned before, men have a tendency to try too hard, that brings tension in the throat. So warm up using accent method breathing. Another thing that, um, that you could do in the studio when someone, I know um, when I have girls who find it particularly hard to get high and it's, it's very common for people to suddenly go, oh, I tried it, I, I didn't succeed, so I'm just not any good at this. I'm not gonna be able to, my voice isn't doing this. And the best thing you can do is revert to a tongue trill or a lip trill, which you learn when learning how to use accent method breathing. So we, or, those sorts of things. For me, I love the literal as dumb as it looks um, <laughs> because it has air coming down as well as up. So it enables us to actually achieve those notes so much um, easier. And so if someone's having an issue with a particular tone or reaching a particular note, I would say revert to your literal first, try to see how effective that is and just spend about five minutes exercising the voice on a, on a literal, going up and down the range and then going back into it and seeing how they feel. You might find if they're, if they're having issues in a studio, it's going to come down to not supporting their sound properly, allowing nerves to get in the way, which is going to bring in throat tension, or not allowing the breath flow to actually be, be working efficiently. So those are definitely some things I'd look at. Um, and then obviously having appropriate fluids. So alcohol, Caffeine, dehydrate the vocal folds. Uh, coconut water, especially room temperature, I find is brilliant. Um, I even find lemonade is really good. I don't have it too cold. So, you know, if you find what works for you, but stay away from dairy if you're lactose intolerant because it produces way too much mucus. Too much mucus on the vocal folds will cause a whole lot of noise in the vocal folds if you're trying to um, achieve a really fun, a clear sound, obviously. So, yeah. Oh, that is great. Thank you, Chrissy. <laughs> Manny's thinking of going into the studio doing his version of April Sun in Cuba. Absolutely. <laughs> You have just given everyone who's watching this today some incredible information, some great tips. Um, we are so grateful that you came to join us today. And to everyone watching this, I'll put um, in the post all of the information so that you can get on the Christy. We recommend her. She's really the only person that we work with when it comes to vocal pedagogy, simply because she understands 
what it's like to gig. Now, a lot of singing teachers actually don't understand that, but Christy does. Christy, it has been wonderful to speak to you and to see you. And yes, we hope thank to, you. We hope to see you again very soon, and we're going to leave it at that. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. See you next Thanks, time. Christy. See you. Bye. See you.